SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Live from Sin City. Vegas, baby, Vegas! It's Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Yes, it is, at least sort of. It is Vegas Sportsbook Radio, but Brian is out again on assignment. So uh, yours truly, Scott Wetzel, along with George Kurtz, will take you over the next two hours as we delve into the world of sports and then some. Huntley is in. JJ is back in. New York is in. AB's officially out. Uh, who's out of a job after this weekend? Quarterback versus head coach, you make the call. We'll get to all those stories over the next two hours. Plus, we'll preview every NFL game, including two tomorrow. Kansas City, Denver, Dallas, and Philadelphia as we have a uh, little Saturday football here in the NFL final week. What's going on, George? How are you this uh, Friday afternoon on the East Coast? I'm good, right? We got dealing with a little snow here, so it certainly feels like winter. Uh, you know, the white winter wonderland out there. Uh, it could be a little cold this weekend in the Northeast, too, so I wonder if that has any effect on these games. Yeah, no, where's this winter? Uh, you know, we should have had this a week and a half ago, right? I'm, I'm a big Christmas guy. Instead, we had either rain or dampness, nothing crazy. But where was this? Uh, you know, I got three to four inches, maybe four inches, yeah, about three. I mean, they were called for three for me where I'm at, and they exactly got this one right. Uh, we got uh, basically three inches. How'd you do on the island? Yeah, I got about double all of you. You and I are both on the North Shore, but I'm, uh, what, about 20, 25 miles, maybe more uh, further east. And we got hit a little hard here. We got about double, I'd say about six to eight from the looks of things out there. And lovely me, after this show, I'll get to go out there and shovel it. There you go. You know, my wife has been saying I've been shoving it for a long time. So there you go. Now you have your chance to go shovel the the driveway and the sidewalks, I am sure. So not too bad. I don't think it'll affect any of the football games this weekend. Uh, you know, with the Giants over at the Meadowlands, uh, you know, unless, unless we get some more snow uh, over the next two days, that, that should be all cleared up. And actually, I was outside just briefly to get the newspaper. Temperature-wise, it's actually not that bad. You know, you always perceive snow as being like freezing temperatures and stuff, but actually it's not. I, I'd say it's about... You know, right around 30 to 40, 40, I don't know, about 45, but around wait, 40 wait, wait. degrees. That, that's, well, that's let's cool. go back here. You still get a physical newspaper? Yes, two. two. Well, you know what it is. The New York Post, every blue moon, the New York Post will offer a dollar a week special for 12 weeks. So I try and wait until football season, and I do it for football season. Then I cancel because I'm not paying a ridiculous, like, $5 a week for a newspaper. And then you got to get Newsday, right? I mean, they charge an arm and a leg. It's ridiculous. But, yeah, I, I still I, I still need that physical newspaper. I can't, I can't read a newspaper online. Is that where you read your, your paper online? I, I just can't do that. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a loyal Newsday reader here, but I read it online. Yeah, generally, when I'm at the gym doing cardio – uh, through on my phone here. I'm not paying anymore. Plus, it, it always takes up so much garbage space, too. There's always papers all over the house now if I get a, uh, an actual paper. But I stopped doing that probably, uh, I don't know, five, eight, ten years ago. Wow, really? Yeah, I, I can't do it. I just, you know, uh, there's just something about getting all those uh, worthless flyers that I throw out every single week, but I enjoy looking at them every once in a while. Uh, I'm paying like literally, and I only get, uh, we delve into this, uh, interesting radio, I'm sure, but I get the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, Newsday edition. And that cost me like, uh, six bucks. If you bought it, you know, in a newspaper stand, forget about it. I mean, they, they charge you like $2 a paper. It's, it's crazy. No wonder these papers are going out of business. 
But uh, yeah, I still like that newspaper at home. I still go out there in my uh, in my PJs there and then grab the paper and walk back inside. So uh, it's it's a ritual. So uh, big weekend in the NFL. We got a couple of playoff spots on the line. Although I got to tell you, George, you know, um, there's really not that that much on the line. I've long said this, and I'll continue to say it: fans care more about the standings than the players do. Uh, these teams don't care if they get the number two, three, four seed. If there was a buy involved, then maybe they would. But there's no buy involved. Cincinnati doesn't care if they're number one. Listen, they realistically could be number one if Kansas City loses to Denver, which is not you know completely out of the question. Although that line did go up to ten today or eleven today on FanDuel. But you know, do they really care about whether they're going to be a two seed or a four seed? Eh, they, they don't. Nobody cares. Fans care because we analyze it a lot more than the players do. So this is a very, very difficult week. I have a better chance, I think, of winning in preseason than you do the final week of the regular season with some of these games. With one team, you know, having supposedly something to play for, the other team not. Then you throw in the COVID mess. This is a very difficult week. Really is to bet. I think. Oh, I think you're 100 correct. This is a brutal week because, as you said, who's playing, who's not playing. All right, which team cares, which teams don't care, which players care, who's got incentives. I like those players. Anybody with incentives yes. I'll be in on because they have something to play for here. I don't think players in general, not every player, of course, but I would say more than half certainly, don't care about wins and losing. Wins and losses, it's a job. It's a job. got to get my check, play hard, get my check, and that's it. Yeah, a, win to, a win is a bonus. Oh, and that's I don't think players care anywhere near as much as fans care nowadays. And then you also got the coaches. Okay, who's going to play? You know, uh, like, uh, LaFleur did us a favor. He already said that Rodgers and company, eh, a couple of series. That's about it. And then he's, he's pulling them out. What does Cincinnati do? Right? Burroughs gone. Mixon's gone. How long is Chase going to play for? I think he needs for 45 yards or something like that to set a record. Uh, so maybe he plays play until he gets that, and he's gone. Because let's face it, for these coaches, they, they do care. They want to win. That's what goes on their resume here. You know, this game means nothing to Cincinnati. It's a tough way to uh, handicap this weekend of who cares and who doesn't care. Yeah, and, and you might get a team that says, okay, <clears throat> excuse me, this guy's going to play. So you're counting on him for four quarters, and then you find out he plays maybe a quarter, maybe a half. You know, is Mahomes going to play the entire way for Kansas City? Um, you know, theoretically, yeah, if I'm a Chefs fan, I'm saying, yeah, play him, play him, because if Tennessee loses to Houston, and, and don't forget, they lost to him already this year, we'll be the number one seed. But I got a feeling we're going to get about a half out of Pat Mahomes tomorrow. So it's, it's very, very difficult. You're better off looking for some of those props. But we'll analyze it all before we are through. Scott Russell, George Kerr, Vegas Sportsbook Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Listening to Vegas Sportsbook Radio with Brian Blessing. Scott Wetzel, George Kurtz in for Brian on this uh, Friday afternoon. 12 minutes past the hour, taking you right up until 4 p.m. Eastern time as we take a look at the NFL. Some headlines. Uh, next hour, we'll run down every single game and we'll go through all the trends and all the news and notes that I have for each particular game. But in the meantime, we'll just kind of schmooze through uh, the world of sports. I am intrigued, uh, you know, George. And there's a couple of lines out there that don't make a whole lot of sense to me. Games that, you know, you can kind of tell. Uh, from the outset that, that everyone's going to be playing if they can play. That's San Fran and uh, the L.A. Rams. I've been saying it all week. I don't quite understand why that line is only four, maybe four and a half, depending on where and when you do your shopping. 
Uh, it, it, Jimmy G put in another limited session yesterday. Don't know what he's going to do again today. But this guy, I don't know. Uh, they, they may be playing a big charade over everybody, or this guy might be, uh, you know, one of the toughest guys I know because he's got a grade three, not that I'm a doctor, uh, UCL sprain, but, you know, it's an injury. And he's got a fractured right thumb, which, oh, oh by the way, happens to be his throwing hand. And yet somehow or another, you know, two weeks after that occurs, he's being seriously considered on playing, which I guess maybe explains why the line is only four, four and a half. Because watching Trey Lance so far this year, he may turn into a great quarterback, but he's clearly not right now. He couldn't uh, move the football against Houston last week. How's he going to do it against the Rams? I this Out of all the lines, this is the one that kind of smells and, and stinks the most. But, you know, is Jimmy G actually going to play with a busted thumb on his throwing hand? If they're telling us the truth, all right, a UCL, a sprain, by the way, is a tear. All right, right. it's a torn UCL at surgery. You need surgery to repair that. All right, it's not going to come back. I guess you could try and play through it, but how much ball security can you have? How much pounding can you take for the guy taking the snap under center over and over again? That's got to hurt. It's got to hurt immensely here. What's your accuracy like? I know that I'm you know, filling your own joke there. What's his accuracy like anyway? But I can't <laughs> see how Jimmy G's playing. I just I can't see it, Scott. I can't see. I don't think he's playing. Shanahan did come out and say earlier this week, uh, a couple of days ago, that Jimmy G would only play if he's 100%. Once again, if you're telling the truth there, he's not playing. That's that's obvious. Right. That UCL's yeah. not healing by Sunday. He was the thumb. So I don't think he's playing. I think it is Trey Lance. And as you said, I think the spread stinks to high hell as well. But, uh, yeah, I'm still going with the uh, Los Angeles Rams. They want to play. They want to get that second seed. This way they get home field advantage throughout unless uh, they um, they meet up against Green Bay here. So I like, I like the Rams. I don't like the way Stafford's played of late. But give me the Rams. Where do you think the line goes? When they announce Saturday that it's going to be Trey Lance, it's four now on FanDuel, a little juice, minus 115. So it's, you know, like I said, either four, four and a half, depending on where you do your shopping. When they say it's not going to be uh, Jimmy G, where, where do you think that line goes? If at all, anywhere. Uh, it should. It should go, right? I, I'm thinking five, five and a half. I mean, uh, but I think it should be higher anyway. I think that the start with the should have been higher. Right. So, uh, I mean, San Fran, I think they've done it with mirrors somewhat. And uh, Shanahan's done a great job here. I think uh, the secondary, I think, has done fant a fantastic The secondary coach, the uh, defensive coordinator, has done a fantastic job disguising coverages over the last four to six games. That secondary is not getting as beat up. They don't have any better players there, but they're not getting as beat up now because they're disguising coverages very well. So I think that helps here. But still, the Rams are the better team here in most aspects of this game. And uh, even when Jimmy G was healthy, I would like the Rams. You know, more or less, he's not healthy. I think it is going to be Lance starting here. I'll say it goes to probably goes to four and a half, five. I don't think it's going to get to five and a half, six, but it's going to go up. Yeah, two things. You know, one, I'm surprised it's not that high now, like you said, because generally speaking, the boys in Vegas know things before everyone else does, right? I mean, they're not sitting around waiting for the San Francisco 49ers to make an announcement like, uh, you know, all the other people are around the world. These guys seem to be, you know, they seem to be in tune with what's going on. So the fact that they're not, if it does go up to five and a half, is surprising. And then the other thing is, don't forget what happened at the draft. And, and people are like, well, what do you mean at the draft? What's that got to do now? Remember at the draft when everyone said that John Lynch, the GM of the Niners, loved Matt, uh, jo Mac Jones and he was going to take Jones. And, uh, you know, they kind of played into that a little bit. And then obviously, what do they do? They take Trey Lance. And then when we was asked about it afterwards, he was he was as coy as coy could be saying, listen, 
you never got that quote out of me. You know, we all love the fact that you thought I liked Mac Jones and my uh, head coach Shanahan liked the Joe Schmo. And, you know, they, they kind of played into it and let it, you know, fest a little bit. Um, I, I don't know if that has anything to do with what's going on right now, but the fact that Shanahan said that he's not going to play unless he's 100%, well, as you said, he's not going to be 100%. I mean, the guy's got a fractured thumb. A thumb doesn't heal in two weeks. You know, he's got torn ligaments. The you know, ligaments are not going to heal in two weeks. So I, I can see the Niners coming back on Saturday saying, well, I told you, you know, he wasn't going to play if he wasn't 100%. You know, you, you should have listened to what I exactly said. You know, don't take me out of context. Don't read into things. I told you he wasn't going to play, and he's not playing. So, I, I mean, I could see them playing games again, to make a long story short. So, uh, I, I'd be, uh, you know, if you like the Rams to me, um, I don't think that's going to go any lower than four. I'd, I'd be on the no, floor right now. now. I wouldn't wait, right? Take it now. That, that That's only going higher. It's only going higher. And I agree with you. And listen, it's all... A uh, phrase I always like to say, when can you tell a, a coach is lying, or in this case a GM, when their lips move? They're all yeah. playing the game here. They're, they're trying to get a, a competitive advantage. Even though, you know what, it's not like the Rams don't know you're probably playing games here. Right. You know, they understand it, too. So I don't know what they really think they're getting out of here. I just listen, You said it. I've said it. There's no way uh, Jimmy G is anywhere near close to healthy. If he if he does play through this, I don't. I don't. I just don't see Scott how he can grip the football. And I also think, how, what about ball security? I don't think anybody slaps his hand or slaps the ball. That ball is coming out. He's going to fumble the ball here. So I just don't see how it makes any sense to start Jimmy G. And by the way, I'm not so sure how healthy he'll be in the wild card round either. Yeah. He might not, you know, if he's got the busted thumb and a torn ligament, then maybe the torn ligaments are even more so than the busted thumb. Maybe you could wrap the thumb and deal with it just the pain, but the ligament, if it's ripped, it's ripped, you know. He's not going to be able to take the snap from under center. He'd have to be in shotgun the whole time. So, yeah, very weird. Very weird. You know, we didn't do the show yesterday for Brian, and then we did it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and I do so many other shows, and you do so many other shows as well. So I kind of forget what we brought up, but the timeline with AB officially released yesterday with uh, Antonio Brown and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You know, I'm telling you, Joy, the way this thing is going to end up, you know, he gets his release. He's free to now negotiate. I think that's what all the allegations were, all the nonsense that he pulled yesterday. I think that's all basically under the premise that he was pissed off that the Bucs weren't releasing him. And, and rightfully so, in my eyes. You know, either you want the guy in a team or you don't. You know, don't, don't put him in purgatory so he can't join another team. Um, so now he is free to join another team. And, he, you know, he's sending out signs there. This is why, you know, as I said on Wednesday when we did do the show, you know, he's going to try and spin it as he was hurt and uh, maybe the message wasn't conveyed convincingly enough to the head coach, but that's why he didn't go in. He didn't quit on the team, blah, 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 blah. We all know differently, but has he spun it enough where a team will bring him in over the next week or so? Well, let's go back to his statement. Scott, he says he has ligaments that are ripped away from the bone. That's true. Ripped away from the bone. That he has bone chips. Well, then you can't play. You can't play. If you're telling the truth, which of course you're not, but if you are, then once again, how could you play this season? But he also said in his comment, by the way, I'll see you next year because business will be booming, his words. So that would seem to indicate that he's not playing this year. Uh, unless maybe he's going to go play for the Tampa Bay Bandits of the uh, USFL. That wouldn't shock you to rub it at the Tampa Bay down there. Like I said, uh, this is a, a he said, he said situation. The truth is this. He has a side. Arians and the Buccaneers have a side. The truth is somewhere in the middle. Somewhere in the middle. Probably closer to the, uh, the Buccaneers than to uh, Brown. But why would anyone want to take him on? He's suing them now. Or he will be suing them, according to his lawyer, right? So he's got, he's got lawsuits going against the Patriots, the Raiders, and now uh, the Buccaneers. That's <laughs> the Buccaneers. Why would anybody want to deal with this? This is, this is nuts to me. How many, how many teams can he possibly sue? And by the way, 
his lawyer must be making a small fee here. And didn't you find yeah. it funny, by the way? I found this the greatest irony of all. Uh, he went up to Tom Brady's uh, trainer. I forget the guy's name offhand here. Saying right, right. that uh, he gave $100,000 the guy didn't do anything. Boy, uh, how about your chef, buddy? And all the people you're not paying in, uh, you know, that did work for you. I just found that completely ironic. That, yes, he gave money to somebody. They didn't do the work. After all the uh, trouble he's gotten in for not paying that chef. And the chef turns him in for the vaccination crap. Yeah. And by the way, who's paying a trainer $100,000? I mean, I get it. He's not going to Lucille Roberts like you and I. But my goodness, $100,000 for a trainer to say, keep doing push-ups, keep doing push-ups. I mean, uh, and one of these guys is just like, it's no big deal. It, it really is amazing. It's, it's remarkable how uh, $100,000 is like a drop of a dime. Amazing. Vegas Sportsbook Radio continues. Got Wetzel Hall of the Church. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Work. Just to be clear, you would not force a player to play. You can't force a player to play. You can't force a player to play. I mean, they, they have that choice. It's their body. And uh, he decided to play. He and Mike both were on pitch counts, all right? And um, we were trying to manage that as best we could in the first half. When he came back from the suspension, was he different? Did he feel like he didn't get the support or that the, 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 the relationship had changed at all? Or No, I, n- I never got that feeling. You know, I saw him here in the building, told him he was not going to be released, you know, that you know, we're going to stand by him, and, uh, and everything was good. Everything was great until the third quarter. Very weird. <laughs> it's just uh, that, that's the easiest way. Very Two words. Some are up uh, A.B. Uh, with, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's just A.B. in general. Scott Wetzel along with George Kirsten for Brian Blessing. Right here Vegas Sportsbook Radio. That's uh, Tampa Bay head coach Bruce Arians. Got a different little attitude now. I will say that he had on game day where he, you know, I think he arbitrarily just said, get the heck out of here. You're, you're gone. But who knows, George, what's going on between these two. I told you before, great TV show. I mean, just a spectacular TV show. I wish 60 Minutes or whatever would, would do it. You know, put all the pro-vaccine people over here on the right and the anti-vaccine people, like, really knowledgeable, like, doctors and whatever on the left, and have them go at it and debate on why we, we should not be sticking needles in our butt like we're Alex Rodriguez, right? I, I think that would be fascinating TV. I really do. Uh, and it's the same thing in the NFL. You know, have, like, different scenarios every week. and You can do A-B almost every week. But, you know, put Bruce Arians and uh, Tom Brady over here on the right, and then, uh, you know, A.B. and his agent and the doctor maybe on the left and just go at it and just say, what, what, come on, what, what's the truth? Are you just nuts? You just, you just went bonkers? You flipped? You know, were you too many whatevers, uh, you know, uppers on, on the sidelines at, at halftime? I mean, but I will say that one little thing that was released in this statement, not that one you just heard, but one of the ones I heard from, uh, from uh, them yesterday, he was pissed off he wasn't getting the ball thrown his way in the first half. This is why you don't give team players incentives, George. I understand it. You know, you, you want a guy to be rewarded. And, hey, if you're having a better year than we think you are, we, we want to throw you some extra money, so we're going to make it an incentive in there. But, you know, incentives can rule the roost sometimes. And uh, apparently he was pissed off he wasn't getting the ball thrown his way. Now, why he wouldn't just go after Brady, his boy, versus the head coach, I don't know. But that apparently had led to him being so ticked off and, and not wanting to go in anymore. So 
these incentives are not always great. They aren't, even though the intentions I think are pretty good. The funny thing is, uh, you said it, uh, that apparently that was a thing. Now, whether that's true or not, we don't know. That comes from the Aryan side, uh, that he wanted the Bulls. And what Mike Evans had to calm him down at halftime. That's what, well, what that story was there. Then it picked up again in the third quarter. But you said a key thing there. Is there any doubt in your mind that Brady would have made sure he hit? Yeah. Least, there, there were three incentives, at least two of those three. He definitely would have made sure. All right, Brady's been doing everything he can to protect him since they signed him. So I don't know. Uh, I, I, once again, this assumes that you would think that Brown would think logically, which we know he does not do. So I guess, once again, we shouldn't be surprised by this. Yeah, just, just strange here uh, with all the stuff that goes on. You mentioned uh, 20 A-Rods in the news because, uh, you know, they're going to have uh, the Sunday Night Baseball now is going to have the A-Rod cast. Apparently, A-Rod yeah, I saw and that. K. Uh, guess what I won't be watching on Sunday nights? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that broadcast. I mean, why does the four-letter network think we're enamored with Alex Rodriguez? I don't know anybody. And I know a lot of Yankee fans, obviously, living out here. And I know you're a Yankee fan. I don't know any of them that, like, feel sorry for him or like him or embrace him. You know, him and Roger Clemens are both, you know, former Yankees that, you know, they're like two men without a country. No no one class, you know, no one cares about these guys. Well, why? You know, if the four-letter network didn't throw him a life raft, Alex Rodriguez would be out of our lives. But for some reason or another, they think this, that this guy holds a lot of weight with people and, I don't know. You know, I listened to Manic thing. Supposedly it's terrific. I've not watched it, but I've given it praise for just from some of the clips I've seen. It does seem like it's an entertaining watch. Um, I don't get that with, with the with Aroid when I watch them on uh, Sunday night broadcast. I mean, I think he's awful to tell you the truth, and, and I, I just don't want him. I don't want him part of my broadcast. I mean, unless he's going to sit there and explain how I did steroids for for my whole career and I pissed away a career, my reputation. I mean, uh, I I don't get why we're we're getting that. I really I mean, all the people you could put on there. Yeah, you're gonna. Someone's got to have a better personality than Alex Rodriguez. No, I'm with you. I have nothing to add to this. I completely agree with you about Aaron. I have no desire to watch him. No desire to listen to him. I am a Yankee fan. Uh, it's not so much what what happened. It's it, with all these guys. It's not just Aaron. Ryan Braun did this. Uh, other players have done it as well. Yeah. Where they, they blame everyone else but themselves, right? They Braun got that guy fired. Aaron got the uh, put the Yankees trainers into it. They were the ones who were yeah. pretty much setting him up before they finally. Oh yeah, I did it. You know, and they have no other uh, no other recourses here. So, no, I can't stand A-Rod. I love the Manning cast, by the way. It's I don't watch it every – I didn't watch it for every Monday night game because if the game was good, you know, it was two good teams that I wanted to see the game, then no, I'm not going to watch it because, uh, you know, they give you a smaller screen for the to, to watch the actual actual game. I want to watch the game. But for games where it's bad, like that last Chicago game, this is fantastic listening to these guys. Uh, I have so much more. I like Eli so much more now. I knew Peyton had a sense of humor, right? He's done all those commercials. Some of those are hilarious. Right. But Eli, you never really knew. And he, Eli goes right back and he hits zingers at Peyton over and over again. It's funny stuff. And they do tell you some good stuff, too. The best part of it is seeing Peyton get mad because I think this is what happens with superstar players. They wonder why everybody doesn't think like they will have their talent. And to watch him get mad when a quarterback is not doing what he should be doing what, or Peyton Manning thinks he should be doing because Peyton could do that. But he's not, not every quarterback can. But I think it's a fantastic uh, broadcast. I love the the Manning camp, but I will not be watching. I mean, <laughs> A-Rod was the reason I, I, I stopped listening to Sunday Night Baseball. I might watch the game, but I would turn, that t- uh, turn the volume down and play some music. You know, I'm waiting for 
someone to bring out. See, I want to know how serious they are. How you know? There's always, and I've been part of a lot of like morning shows and different shows. We have co-hosts, and and you always, you know, eventually you find that line in the sand where you know, okay, I can't cross this line. I can make fun of him for his picks. I can make fun of him because the team he roots for stinks, but I can't uh, bring up his family, or I can't bring up a path. You know, there's always something, right? That you you, you find that happy line there. I want to know what that line is with Peyton. Because Eli, I think, boy, I, you'd have to do some serious digging to find some dirt on Eli. I mean, I, what has this guy actually done, right? I mean, you talk about crystal clean. But with Peyton, now he's got a couple of things on his resume, George, that, you know, if you wanted to, you could bring up the fact that the, those shipments of uh, steroids being sent to his house were supposedly, you know, for his wife. Yeah, sure. Talk about throwing your wife down the bus or down the river, right? Uh, you could bring up some things at Tennessee that has been brought up before. He's been able to survive those two scandals, but you know, if you want to, you know, throw some jabs at him, you could bring that stuff up. Um, you know, they're pretty quick. I know watching the clips to throw shots at others, including Goodell. I think they said like, "You want us to put like a soundtrack of booing in the background?" I mean, that was pretty funny. But okay, now, now you you've hit a low spot with Goodell. Now can I can Goodell come back and say, "Well, can I double check that shipment of boxes that's coming from UPS?" <laughs> uh, you know, at your house. You know. I, I wonder if anyone has the balls to do that with those two. And I wonder if they would do that with Aroid. You know, how far can you go with Aroid about stuff like that? I would think uh, Aroid would have uh, thin skin. I, I don't think he could. Yeah, he, he I know. He wouldn't be happy about it. Uh, even, listen, the Mannings are sort of like the first family of football, right? Peyton, Eli, Archie back in the day. Uh, so uh, they get away with stuff because you're right. Uh, an average player with what Peyton did at Tennessee – uh, not going to go into details there. You can look it up uh, if you like online and certainly find out what he was accused of and the, uh, the steroid shipments there. Uh, I don't know if a normal player survives that, but it was sort of swept under the rug there for the minute. Yeah, it was. It was. Yeah. And uh, listen, when it comes to steroids, I was uh, involved in a uh, tweeting with people earlier. I used to be dead against it. You know, dead against steroids. I'm like, you know, if I had a Hall of Fame vote, I'm not voting for these guys. You know, but then I, I've come to the conclusion over the past probably, I don't know, a half dozen years or so, Sports, like anything else, is entertainment. Now, we don't get mad about our, our actors and actresses when they're doing it, right? They're doing all sorts of stuff to look great on camera. You know, yeah. Steroids or, or surge, plastic surgery and all this other stuff. We don't get mad at them. You know, uh, you can't tell me. I, I don't like needles, but if you're telling me that putting a needle in my butt would allow me to play Major League Baseball or football or hockey, whatever it might be, I can't tell you sure that I wouldn't have done it. I can't tell you that. I would have been happy about doing it, but I can't tell you that. But my biggest thing is this, Scott. There's no way you can tell me right now that there isn't one player in the Baseball Hall of Fame. That basically seems to get, uh, get the much of this uh, garbage. There isn't one player in the uh, Major League Baseball Hall of Fame who wasn't doing steroids. They're already in. So why, why are we having a heart attack about Bonds, Clemens? I understand they were jerks. I get that. But there are plenty of jerks in the Hall of Fame. Ty Cobb was a jerk. You know, so I just uh, I don't I don't get it here. They've already been in. And that fa- let them in. Let them in. You want to put a little thing at the uh, at the bottom of their plaque? You know, hey, Barry Bonds, great player, blah blah blah. Played in the steroid era. I have no problem with that. But you can't tell the you can't tell the history of Major League Baseball without Bonds, Clemens, maybe Sosa, and these other guys that'll never get in because of uh, the steroid era. And by the way, even one, one more interesting thing, you know, you know somebody who will get in even though he did steroids will be David Ortiz. Yeah, I don't know if he necessarily did steroids as a Red Sox fan. I, I don't. He I don't know. Tested positive. You don't know that. 
that. Yeah, the New York he Times came it. up with a list of people. And oh, by the way, the New York Times, not the Boston Times, not the New England Times, not the Hartford Current. You know, the New York Yankees. He was one of the New York Times. He did it. You know, and one hundred and three. They could have made up a gazillion names. You know, I mean, there's the and if he, if he did do it, it was in his coffee or something. He didn't know, and then he stopped. That, that, they that's never know. I think. Yeah. One of them, though. Bonds never knew because it was in a cream. Oh, I didn't know. Bull crap, you don't no, know. Oh, yeah, that. You're a professional yeah. athlete. You know what you're taking. Get the hell out of here. But like I, I, said, wish, I don't care. I, I wish, George, and I really am amazed at this. And maybe I shouldn't because we got a lot of scandals that people have been able to uh, swallow their tongue on a lot of things. I was watching one late last night, 1 o'clock in the morning, when I got open work about, uh, uh, you know, the, the, the New Mexico with the alien crashing in New Mexico many moons ago. Um, I, I wish there would be an athlete that would just, like, come out and say, yeah, this is how it was. We all did it. You know, not going to name names, but we all did it. And that, this is why we did it. And I, if they did something like that, I think that we'd be more accepting to it. More baseball talk. I got something for George coming up. Thank you, Sports Radio. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, welcome back. Vegas Sportsbook Radio on this Friday afternoon, 2.40 Eastern Time. Scott Wetzel, yours truly. That's me, George Kurtz, sitting by as we uh, sit in for Brian Blessing, who's out again. Hopefully he'll be back on Monday dealing with a couple of things. And talking a little baseball here before we break down some of the games. We only got two hockey games tonight, which is too bad. We had a big, big slate. I, I, I get it, you know. Uh, Saturdays are the, is the big night in the NHL, so we only got a couple of games tonight. Got a couple of NBA games. Uh, obviously, no college football done with the bowl season, and uh, we'll break down every single NFL game. We'll do that next hour. So just talking a little baseball, believe it or not, uh, with a couple of things on the plate. You know, Jordan, I got to tell you, I, I've been uh, neglecting the baseball thing. I am a big uh, off-season guy. And that baseball season's over, yeah, all right, I, I push it to the side. I don't want to deal with free agency for the most part. I don't want to deal with this issue, that issue. Uh, you know, we got to do it basically in the NFL because of the way the draft is set up and everything else and practices in the summertime. But I do enjoy off-seasons. It's so, you know, short, uh, whether it's baseball, hockey, or the NBA, that I, I, I just push it to the side. So I say that because – you know, I know we're in a lockout or a strike or whatever they want to call it, a work stoppage. I don't get exactly what the players are bitching about. I don't I don't know. I, I shouldn't say I don't get it. I, I don't know. Uh, because I got to tell you, from the outside looking in, things look pretty rosy to me for everybody. You know, owners are clearly making their money. They were able to survive last year without fans in the stands. Uh, the players are getting monster, ridiculous contracts so far this offseason. We had a whole bunch of them get rammed in before the collective bargaining agreement year ended. So things must be good enough that they wanted to get these contracts in. So I, w- what is the sticking point? Who's asking for what in general? And, and why is there such pessimism about the season 2022 starting on time? All right, so where do we start here? Uh, it's a lockout, not a strike. Uh, okay. Owners have locked them out. That's just semantics. It doesn't matter. Right. Uh, you know, that, that doesn't matter. Uh, but, uh, the owners and players, the biggest part of it, they don't like each other. And when I say that, I don't mean this is, you know, I don't like him. No, these, these two sides hate each other. They don't trust each other. They believe the other side is lying here. Uh, it, it's about money. Of course it's about money. It's always about money. And, yeah, you brought up all the big contracts that several players signed uh, before the lockout happened here. And, yeah, they were massive contracts, right, massive contracts. But overall, the players as a whole have lost money. 
over the past uh, since the last CBA. And that's the the other problem. The last CBA, uh, the players got wrecked. The owners won. You know, and it, it sounds all great, but when you win, you know, then the players were all upset about it. Not only do they want to win this one, they they went now want to crush the owners, and that's a problem here because they don't want to win. They, they don't want a fair deal. They want to have a deal where they've won the deal because they feel they have to make up for the last CBA, and that's an issue. That's a big problem here. Uh, so there are a lot of uh, problems. They're not negotiating right now. All right, they had two meetings in December, and none of the, neither one of those meetings was about anything important. It was all minor issues. They have no meetings scheduled right now with January 7th here. Spring training, I think pitchers and catchers are supposed to report for some teams February 16th. All right, my guess is if we don't hear anything by February 1st, February 1st is my first worry date. All right, that's where I go, oh, God, they're still not negotiating. That's not good. If they're not negotiating by February 16th, well, odds are your, your seat is not starting on time. We've heard the owners say before, the owners always complain about April. Because it's cold, you know, no one goes out to the games, you know, you and I live here in the Northeast, you want to watch a baseball game, and you're a boss, you want to go to Fenway in April, on an April night, it's cold. You know, I've been at Yankee Stadium on an April night, it's cold. And yet we're not ready for it. We go see a football game, sure, but not a baseball game. It's, it's, it's a completely different mindset. So people don't go to the games. I don't think owners would mind if April goes away this year. I don't think they would mind at all. You know, so I think that's my issue here. I, I hope I'm wrong. But uh, my uh, over-under has always been May 15th for the season to start here. I, like I said, I... So much hope I'm wrong because I love baseball. I've always loved baseball. But these sides don't like each other. They don't trust each other. And another thing to worry about is in the COVID season of 2020, remember the players sued, or it's an arbitration, about the owners for the 60-game season, about how the owners could have played more. And Robert Manfred stepped on, uh, well, he said something he shouldn't have said uh, when he pretty much said, oh, yeah, no, we, we, we had no intention of playing 100 games. He sort of gave it away there. And people think that uh, eventually when that's decided, that's going to be a half a billion dollars that will be awarded to the players. And my guess is before this season starts at all, that lawsuit's got to go away. You know, so that's also part of this. You know, So there's a lot of stuff going on here, a lot of moving parts. I don't see how this season's going to start on March 31st, which I think is first game opening day here. I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. But these sides want to fight, and they're going to fight. It doesn't sound like, though, George, you know, looking at some of the articles, like, I, I don't know, those are all issues that, to me, seemingly can get resolved. You know, there doesn't seem to be this, okay, owners want a hard cap, and the players are like, no, no, we, there's no freaking way in the world we can get that done. I mean, if they're arguing over international signing bonuses, DH, you know, how many games you're going to play, you know, all those goofy things that, again, can get resolved. Um, you know, if there were major... Issues, like I said, a hard cap versus basically a soft cap is what they have now is, is you know, that that's major. But, you know, again, the players to me have it good. This, there's not a hard cap. You can go over the cap for three, four years without any real concerns. All right, then you got to tail back a little bit. But, I mean, you can spend money if you want to spend money. That's the idea. I, I, I just I'm surprised that, you know, all these other secondary issues Maybe I'm minimizing them, but I, I'm, I'm surprised they would allow that to get in the way of starting a baseball season or whether we're, we're going to have, uh, you know, spring training games or DHs uh, or whatever the case may be. I, I think players getting paid earlier and some of these other, you know, expanded postseason. All right. All issues. But if they can't come to terms on stuff like that. Jeez. They, the they, you're right. They never will be able to get to That's an agreement the, then. You just said the problem because uh, you're, 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 you're 100% right. All the stuff you just talked about, those are minor issues that should be able to be worked out, but they can't. They can't even work those out. More or less the bigger monetary issues. You know, listen, free agency is at six years. The players would like it to go down. That's not going to happen. It's almost a non-starter. 
that's not going to happen. The players want the uh, salary cap, well, the soft cap, but they want the luxury tax to go up. I think it's at 210 or something like that. They want it to go about right. 245, and I don't think they'll get that. They'll probably set up somewhere in between here. You mentioned the uh, designated hitter. The owners feel like the designated hitter is a big thing to give to the players. It's 15 jobs. It's not a big thing to them. The players don't, they, they like it, but it's 15 jobs. It's, it's not going to get you anywhere. You know, the owners will pretty much, oh, we'll give you the DH, you give us the expanded playoffs. Expanded playoffs is money up the wazoo for the owners. Whereas, for my, once again, 15 designated hit jobs, it's not enough. You know, so that part does make sense by the players. But the bottom line is this they don't trust each other, they don't like each other, they want to fight. You're, you're thinking logically. You know, that's what most people think logically. Okay, they'll work this out. It's a small thing. These sides aren't logic. It's like, once again, they're both they're two Antonio Browns. They're both sides are Antonio Brown. <laughs> they're just going off. It's really, that's the way I look at it. They want to fight. They don't think about how it's uh, – they don't care about the fans. If you think they care about the fans, they don't. They don't, give a, they don't give one little rat's patootie about the fans. All they care about is money, 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 money. The owners want to make more. They're all billionaires. They want to make more billions. Players are millionaires. They want to make more millions. It's just the way it is. Like I said, I hope they can figure it out. Uh, there will be baseball this season. I have no doubt about that. But like I said, if I had to bet, I'd, have to, I'd bet around 120-game season somewhere in May. Now, dare me to even, like, think this way, George. But, I mean, do the players and owners realize what the world is going through right now? Do they realize how bad it would look for baseball, the players, and the owners again to go out on strike when they're arguing over billions of dollars. I know that's just a simplistic throwaway line, but the bottom line is it's the truth. They're arguing over billions when people are afraid to go outside without masks on. I, I mean, you know how bad that's going to look on the on the industry? And I'm not a big believer in, well, you know, if you're going to drive the fans away, they're not going to come back. They'll, they'll come back. They, they will eventually. But in this case, in this year, I, I tend to you know look at that a little bit more seriously. I mean, it, there's got to be a prevailing thought of like, God, what are we doing here? We, the country's falling apart at the seams. You know, we, we got a president who can't spell cat if you spot him the C and the T. We, we can't go outside without a mask on. I mean, you know, like, my goodness, we now we're going to be holed out. We're not going to play a sport because we can't figure out how to split up the, the, the billion-dollar pie? I, I can't believe they would do that. If I'm a betting man, I, I may be crazy, but um, I'm saying the season starts on time. The problem is, once again, you're thinking of a normal, logical, well, well-educated person. They're not. Because <laughs> you're right. I mean, you're, at, you're 100% right, but they don't care. Think about the COVID season. Remember, they couldn't agree about when to come back that year. And they would have been great. That's when the first year we had COVID, 2020, when everything got shut down, right? We were waiting for baseball to come back. Hockey and baseball, hockey and basketball came back in bubbles before baseball did because they were fighting the entire time. The entire time they were fighting about who, about how much money they would make. How many games are we going to play? Are we going to play a whole bunch of double headers to play as many games as possible? How many fans can be allowed in the stands? Over this over and over again. And that was during, during the height of, the, of COVID, right? And where we needed baseball to come back to give us that distraction where we couldn't go out. You mentioned, you know, we were wearing masks. You couldn't go out of the house, right? Everything was closed down. And baseball, they didn't care. They didn't want to give us, oh, we'll give you baseball. Now you have something to do. Yeah, we'll, we'll save you know, everything, baseball. No. They fought then. What makes you think anything's going to change now two years later? It was worse then. Theoretically, it was worse then. All right? So, no, I don't, I don't see anything changing. Do I think they care? I, they don't care. They, they, they want for themselves. The union wants to fight. The owners don't want to give in. The fans, no one gives a crap about. Yeah. Sad but true, I guess. Sad. I mean, it just, I, I, they, you know, they take the fans for granted. And like I said, I I do too in a certain way that eventually they all will come back. I get that, but 
Uh, that doesn't mean they won't come back slowly but surely. You know, it, won't, it doesn't mean they won't take a little bit of a hit, especially uh, what's going on. Um, you know, especially if, if you have an NBA, a college basketball, and an NHL season that is playing. You know, it's, it's one thing like in the summertime last year when nothing was going on and we were so desperate for sports. Uh, we were willing to take the baseball back, you know, uh, no matter what. A little, little different scenario right now. So, but all right. So that's it. So it doesn't really seem like there's something major. It's just a bunch of sticking baby points that they can't. Well, I tell you, Tony Clark, you know, he was a mediocre player, but he seemed to be a fan favorite with a lot of clubs and a lot of player favorites. And he's now the Players Association director. But, boy, if he's going to lead the, down the path to ruin, then, uh, you know, his legacy is not going to be a great one as far as being the executive director of uh, Major League Baseball. Now, that's for darn sure. All right, a couple of hockey games tonight, Drew. Only two, unfortunately. You know, we had a good slate of games last night. We had a few more overs versus unders. Not that many more, though. Maybe, just maybe, we're getting a pushback. We had over Dallas, one, over Pittsburgh, two, uh, then a bunch of unders, Devils game, Buffalo game, Bruins game, Tampa Bay game. So now we're at two and four, over two, under four. Then we had a few more overs, four and four, and we ended up six, uh, uh, five, four, and one over uh, with one push. The Ranger game uh, ended up being a push at five to one. So uh, are we seeing the light at the end of the tunnel uh, for some of these overs or for some of these unders, or, or do you think we, uh, we uh, continue to play for a couple of more days? You know, I'm sort of waiting for it to go back to normal, all right? It was last night the start. You just said it. it. was last night the start of back to normal. But once again, we're not going to have all these overs here. You know, I like to, I, I have to think it is. You know, Cal, tonight we've got Calgary-Carolina. That's our first game on the docket here. Cal, Carolina can score goals, so can Calgary. But I don't feel like this is a necessarily a, a nine-goal game. I don't. Washington St. Louis sort of the same thing. Two, two good defensive teams here. So I don't think we're going to be able to tell anything tonight in these two games because you've got four good teams. I think we'll know more tomorrow. But I think we're getting back to normal. So I'm not, bl I'm not blindly betting overs anymore. For a while, I was pretty close to that unless they were two bad teams. You know, right. I wasn't doing that with the Devils or the Islanders when they played. You know, those teams aren't, aren't, just aren't good goal-scoring teams anyway. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to blindly do it tonight. Now it's more uh, educational. I've got to do the, uh, the research. Who's going to start in goalie tonight? We're going to get Ranta tonight. We're going to get uh, Frederick Anderson tonight. I'm pretty sure it's Frederick Anderson. Uh, that sort of thing. You know, Bennington going to St. Louis. Which Washington goaltender is going? So I think we are getting closer and closer to normal. All right, we got uh, two games. You got Carolina laid a buck ninety four against Calgary. We got St. Louis pick them uh, oddly enough at home against Washington. Uh, I am in absolutely in love with one lock, lock, lock. What is it? So I'll let you know when we come back. Vegas Sportsbook. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Work. How, how aware are you in game of guys that, that may become injured? Maybe not the Cardoffs necessarily, but in this case, Antonio is alleging that. Uh, he was too hurt to play on an injured ankle. So, so when you're in the midst of a game, how aware of you? How aware of that are you? I'm just thinking about my job, trying to do the best I could do. <laughs> That's a good deflection from Tom Brady. Scott Wetzel, George Kurtz in for George Blessing on the Vegas Sportsbook Radio. And here's even more AB. I tell you, George, every time I want to like end this story, I, I get another thing. 
because AB's not shutting his mouth. Uh, he was on a uh, the Full Send podcast. Don't know what that is, where that is, or who that is. Otherwise, I'd give props to him. But uh, he told the uh, the Full Send podcast today that uh, Tom Brady, to me, is a friend, uh, but not really a friend. Uh, to me, he says, a friend is someone who's got your back. Not everybody in sports is going to be your friend. Tom Brady's my friend. Why? Because I'm a good football player. He needs me to play football. Um, you know, then he goes on to say, imagine a guy that uh, flies you in and gets you behind your back. And then, uh, you know, you're battling with him. He tells you to get the F out of here where Brady didn't do that. You know, that, that was more, uh, you know, uh, Bruce Arians, but, um, you know, and he said that Brady's de facto, the GM of the team, his club, his agent was negotiating with Brady, blah, 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 blah. But, you know, he made it seem like, you know, Tom Brady's only my friend because I play football and you know, that, that probably is the case. Although I was surprised to hear that you know he brought you know Brown into his home, I don't think you necessarily do that with just anybody. But firing more shots at Tom Brady to the hand that feeds you, not a smart move if you're AB. I'm sorry. No, like he's the one guy who uh, actually was on your side, right? Got your jobs, and yeah. he brought you into Tampa Bay. We're in the Super Bowl together here. Uh, he's the, I imagine he's the why you're still with the team after the vaccination uh, disaster there. Did you right. now you uh, and I just uh, that that's just. You know, I don't feel bad for Brady out of this, by the way, because there's no way I would have ever stumped for uh, someone like Antonio Brown. No way I would have had him in my house, by the way. That That's just nuts in my mind. Uh, but for him to also turn on Brady now, great, just great. I said, the NFL is the best reality show going. Yeah, I, I tell you, well, as soon as you think AB's hit rock bottom, he goes just a little bit, uh, a little bit lower. All right, my lock of the night, I will tell you before we get to Brady, Carolina... Regulation minus 110 against Calgary, playing its third game in four nights, including a back-to-back. Hurricanes romp tonight. Hour number two coming up.